Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hin Mazena and with me is Wael Hattar and today we're going to talk about the films we watched uh, yesterday at the Dubai Film Festival. We'll be covering um, Neruda, Certain Women, Like Crazy, Honey, Dust and Rain and Sierra Nevada. And with us we have a guest uh, who also watched some of the films with us. He's uh, uh, one of our film Twitter friends. Uh, he's known as Barry Freed on Twitter. Hi, Barry Freed. Hello. All right, so let's start with Certain Women. That's the first uh, film you watched yesterday. Can you tell us what you thought about it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't know that I have a lot to say about it, but there were, there were three uh, stories that were kind of loosely interlinked, and you know, Laura Dern and Michelle Williams and, and Kristen Stewart um, were the leads in each of them, and uh, it was good. It was kind of a bit of small-town Montana, um, some really nice... Uh, um, Views of uh, the Montana countryside and, and life in the small town. And you have a question? Yeah, I heard, I read actually that it was very picturesque. I know Hind saw yeah. it, but can you comment on that before we get to Hind? Well, yeah, you know, it, 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 it didn't have a lot. A lot of it took place uh, in small towns and cities, Livingston and Billings, Montana. And But certainly you always see those kind of, those mountains, the Rocky Mountains looming uh, in the background. It was certainly very picturesque. Yeah, I agree. It's a beautiful looking film. I think it was shot on 16 millimeters. So there is this, uh, there's a texture to it, but there's also kind of this tone. There's lots of earth tones, browns and, and the color of sun. And, uh, I, I mean, I thought of it as a very quiet film. It's a beautiful film. It's really quiet and touching upon these three lives in the small town. There is some connection, uh, between the three, but it's also, I think, also about kind of the frustration. Uh, maybe from a woman's perspective uh, in these uh, towns, or so the lawyer who thinks you know no one takes her seriously because she's a woman, uh, and um, and Kirsten Stewart's character who has to drive an, almost two hours every day to do this teaching job, which clearly she doesn't look like she's enjoying, but she's doing it. And I come up. She ever look like she's enjoying anything? <laughs> in any of her films? <laughs> oh no, we're gonna. Is this gonna go into like let's critique Kristen Stewart's acting? <laughs> The last one, all right, skipping over the Michelle Williams story, but the last one, the Kristen Stewart, is she really the lead in that? Or is it the other woman now, this new actress, whose name I, I, I really should know? I mean, we see her at home, and we see her performing her, her daily duties of work, taking care of these horses, um, living in really kind of very dingy, uh, almost like trailer-type uh, existence, and almost kind of very, very rough um, existence, and, and we really see her life, and it's Kristen Stewart who walks into this woman's life, and whatever. Agree, yeah. You're referring to Lily Gladstone, who oh, was right. the, right. I think, the major discovery of yeah. this film. She was amazing in it. Like, I think a lot of the acting was through her eyes. Like, she didn't really say many words. And yeah, and you're right. In a way, it's about kind of Kristen Stewart suddenly appearing in her daily routine, and how. Lily Gladstone's character is reacting to that, and yeah, there's these amazing moments, especially during the uh, when they, you know, in the cafeteria, you know, the burger eating. There were a lot of burgers. You agree in the movie? There were, there were a lot of burgers, yes. <laughs> and yeah, like Lily Gladstone was actually, I think she's getting uh, praised. Yeah, she's definitely getting well-deserved praise for this film. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the films I recommended. One of my favorites when I saw it at the London Film Festival. So yeah, I, I think it's screening again. So I'm hoping more people get to see it. I recommend it. See it. Cool. Should we, we'll move on to Neruda, and this is the film Well saw yesterday. Well, 
Can you tell us about that? Yes, um, it's uh, directed by Pablo Lorraine, who also directed Jackie, which is as well in Dubai Film Festival. The film is, of course, about Neruda's life, but it isn't a proper bioepic. It's a an imagined retelling, kind of from his point of view of it. And Gael Garcia Bernal is is the is kind of the Inspector Cluzo, kind of following around in that sense of he. And but it's he's very funny the way the kind of the, the in general the movie is really cinematically done, well produced. It looks like a lot of money was put into it, a lot of time. So as a film, it was very classic cinema, and that was great. I know. I mean, I think that was the first word you told me when you stepped out of it. And can you elaborate? Like, it just sounded like it was beautiful to look at. Now I regret not watching it. Um, it's it's one of those. I mean, with with a lot of our, with a lot of uh, South American films, the the setting already gives you things. So you have beautiful mountains, beautiful snow, beautiful trees, beautiful. But because it was set in the time, the production. So you have all of these, like the the the, the larger villas and the cars and the brothels, and and you have things that are really studied, really worked on. So you live with the characters in the moment. Fine, it's not a life-changing film, but it's a really good film and, 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 and a beautiful aspect of, of cinema that's wonderful. Wonderful, And the director is, is very good at kind of flowing, even though in the story it's kind of random at times. He's one of those guys that's going to be big, which is why I'm not surprised he got something as big as Jackie. Cool. All right, I know. I'm going to try to look out for Neruda. Um, I guess the next one will be the one I watched, uh, Like Crazy, an Italian film uh, directed by Paolo Verzi. So I know while this was on your list, and that's why I went yeah, to see I'm, I'm it. I'm watching it uh, t- later today. Good. We can compare notes because my reaction to it, like, I didn't walk out loving it. Um, I mean, the two lead actresses in it are fantastic, and it's about mental health issues, but it's also about seeking happiness and trying to create a life uh, around you to cope with and, you know, and be surrounded by beautiful things, especially by one of the uh, lead actresses. Uh, but it took, I mean, for me anyway, it took a while to get to the heart of the story, and, and, and the last half hour was really good and in, and throughout the film they're really good and some funny lines um but it was not it's not a film i really i didn't like it as much as i was hoping to okay i'll be interested to, to see it now and then tomorrow we can have a conversation but in general like like you can mention it's about mental health and we never we rarely rarely have proper non-super depressive movies about a normal outlook yeah. on, on on mental health I agree because i mean there's two characters and one of them is just trying to be trying to be surrounded by beauty the way she dresses and her outlook through life and looking for happiness so i really like that attitude um and 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 how she's trying to you know literally kind of be you know the sun you know the mm. sunlight in someone's uh the other woman's life who's really really yeah. dark um, yeah, and then we, we ended up actually three of us watching uh, three films together. Two films. Sorry, two films. Yes, two films together. The uh, Sierra Nevada by uh, Christy P-U-L-U. I think it may be pronounced Puju. And oh. If I can say a few words about Romanian. He's part of the Romanian New Wave uh, cinema, um, one of maybe about ten figures that are, are of major importance. And it's a, a movement in Romania that's been going since maybe the last, say, 12 years or so. And it, they're kind of minimalist, austere, realist. You know, it's, it's, it's part of um, the realist films with a lot of black humor in it. And I think definitely in this, we saw a lot of black humor. And, and the film, which mainly takes place in this uh, flat where people are celebrating or commemorating in a kind of a wake, for uh, the matriarch or the patriarch, or the family had died, and uh, it's extremely claustrophobic. 
it's just very, very claustrophobic and just verily bitterly funny. And, and, and I mean, I, I loved it. It was three hours, but it was three hours that really went by like that. Yeah, it was definitely a very uh, quick three hours. And as a person who is claustrophobic, I actually did not feel claustrophobic. I just felt that I felt it was very smoky. Everyone was smoking the film, like, I'm going to start coughing soon. But that's how how much of the reality is there. And you're like, it was bitter laughing or laughing. It was sad, but it was a wonderful nonstop barrage of, of family madness. Yeah, I mean, just a beautiful kind of orchestration from one room to the next and uh, the movement of the camera and sometimes the non-movement of the camera. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the great cast, I mean, all of them together, how amazing, uh, and some fantastic lines, and some of it you relate to, like, okay, everyone has someone crazy in their family, you know, so regardless of nationality or where, which part of the world. So, so like, so does that kind of, you relate to it? I mean, definitely a couple of lines. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like my mother, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, the, the black humor in it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's superb. It's like one of those, I, I think you said it earlier, well, this might be the best movie at, at, at Diff this year. Just like, a, a, you know, superb filmmaking, uh, great cast put together great lines you can't fault it and yes it was 173 minutes but you were in that moment it almost felt real time because it started where there was daylight and then it goes into night and you know and and, and the whole thing is around uh, most of it was set around the dining room so we we're waiting for this food you know when does the food come out because every, it kept being delayed because there were all these other delays and interruptions happening and uh yeah no really enjoyed it really yeah it's, it's dark uh, black comedy uh Fantastic lines. We laughed, but laughing, but also kind of dealing with, like, sadness. Yeah, I'd like to uh, just add to what you said about the film. The choreography uh, of, of, the, of the film was just masterful. Um, it was, in some ways, actually reminiscent of some other masters, like, say, Hao Shoshen, who's noted for the chore- elaborate choreography. But whereas he has these kind of long shots and things take place, like, you know, in this kind of deep frame, you know, far from the camera. Everything was really up close. And, and, and the camera did kind of move, but it didn't swim. You didn't feel dizzy by it, but you were felt like you were one of the people moving around this horrible, engrossing, amazing train wreck of a family drama or several family dramas or several train wrecks all at once. It was just, it was just mesmerizing and, 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 and bitterly, bitterly funny. Unfortunately, though, Sierra Nevada is only playing once a diff. So if you've missed it, you've missed it. That's terrible. And this is what we were talking about, I think, in our previous episode. There are lots of great titles that are only screening once. And it's such a shame because this film is no way going to be screened. It will come as a regular uh, release in our cinemas. It'll be too late by then. But another one which is coming up in just about uh, two hours is uh, Hirokazu Koreeda's After the Storm, which for me is an absolute must-see. So. And on that, we've uh, the last film that we, um, we well, not the last film, the film that we, another film we saw together is uh, an Emirati documentary called Asalu Mutaru Gubar, which is Honey, Rain, and Dust. And um, it's by Nujum Lghanim. And in it, she kind of captures the, the lives of three different uh, honey bee keepers and, and their struggle of, of the way of life of kind of gathering that honey. For me, um, I didn't see the, the, the documentary really developing into any point or getting anywhere. It was just kind of a look and feel of what's going on. So I was kind of half, half by it. It was directed beautifully. It was shot uh, nicely, but in terms of, of documentary, what we were expecting from a documentary, it did nothing for me. But Hind, I think you had a bit of a more positive reaction to it. 
Yeah, I mean, because I think yeah, yesterday you said, oh, it didn't ask anything, it didn't answer anything. And my reaction to that, well, this is more, I think, of a show and tell. I don't think she was intending to ask anything. And, uh, and maybe it's more about the viewers to ask questions. And uh, I, I mean, it talks about their struggle and, and the lifestyle. And it's a part of the Emirates uh, that's very different to our, the city life of the Emirates we're used to. So it's very rugged. It's the mountainous region. And there are the challenges of just living there on a day-to-day basis. But these are honey keepers and where they have to climb these mountains and the bees are going higher and higher because I guess there's more dust and, and, and just the change in the environment and less water. And that's why it's becoming difficult for them also to um, get access to these honey keepers. So it does address, I think, global warming, but in a very subtle way. So uh, to me, I thought I, I looked at it as a show and tell, and yes, beautiful shots. I lo- especially the ones looking at the sky, so the scenes with the mountains and the birds. And so there is this kind of pretty uh, look of the film, you know, the, the beautiful, the beauty in rugged land. Uh, but yeah, to me, it was. Uh, it was more an insight into something that maybe many of us don't have access to or have seen before. I don't know. I mean, if, if, if for me it's going to be more the visual, then she would have just gone with one character and then showed the, around them rather than skip to three and make you think there's something happening, but then nothing goes on. Did, did you have an, any point to add? I, I, part of it, there was a generational aspect. I mean, all of the beekeepers are quite old, and maybe only one of them, the most successful one, Gharib, whose son is clearly much older and taking an active role in, 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 in the uh, keeping the bees, and who also has the best land because he's got the highest up in altitude, so he's less subject to the extreme temperature changes, which apparently are killing off the other hives. But the others, mostly the women, um, the only one who really, you know, she takes her grandson uh, along. Uh, one of the other sons is, uh, or actually probably even great-grandchild, one of our other grandsons comes to visit, and he's there for maybe a week or so, but he's visiting. He's studying in London something. And you know when this grandchild who she's taking along and showing the ways of the bees and the honey keeping, when he gets older, he'll go off to London or something like that too. I mean, so this is a way of life, if there are even any bees left by then, which is really, um, which is really dying. And But it, it, it uh, what? Yeah, but, but this is kind of you putting in your information about bees, but in the film, nothing was actually discussed about the past. Bee. We, we don't know if, if 30 years ago properly how much honey they were, ma- they were making, so there's no comparison. They said, they said it was more, but they didn't say kind of how much more and then how many areas. There was, they, I know they made research, but not enough. It looked pretty. Yeah. But I didn't get anything how the life used to be before. She, we showed, we saw one of their old houses. We saw a little bit of of her uh, her uh, uh, goat herding things. But again, it was just a quick mini mini look without much effort. A lot more could have been done. Well, a lot of it was also because you, you picked it up as as it went along. It, it didn't hit you over the head with it. But like as she's walking up the side of the mountain, she's gesturing at all these little caves and saying about how many years ago. Here and here and here there were bees, and there are no bees there now, you know, and, and so it, it, it wasn't like all up front with the kind of changes in climate change and also the changing ways of life of people in the Emirates. I mean, would much people who grow up would rather um, study abroad and have a, a different standard of living, and this is a very rough way of life. And it's, it's, it's unusual to get a glimpse of that, too, sitting here in Dubai and yeah, I mean, I'd, like I said, to me, it was uh, we're, we're brought into this world and we're 
observing it for the duration of the film in terms of, you know, should it have been like a full-on kind of research because like this is treated more as a, I don't know, like an academic piece of information. I, I thought I'm all right with the way it was filmed and, and the way we were part of this journey. And like I said, to me, I, it was more about just getting this insight and, and through the the dialogue the 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 walks we're picking we're, we're getting these hints about what, what what was it like in the past what's it like in the present and what we think will happen in the future so I, I to me I, I found there was this interesting dialogue between the film and the viewer where that inf there's enough information there for us to kind of like yeah figure it out or or think of what happened and what will happen I disagree, but that's okay. I mean, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend the film, apart from it look being a pretty background thing to look to look at. But um, Hind here is a uh, admirer of the film and would let you would would have you go and watch it. So thank you for that, and we'll catch you again on the next episode the next day. Bye for now.